Hello, hello, and welcome to PTC Cast episode 42. Today, Chris and I go a little bit into pre-workout supplementation, pre-workout nutrition, and post-workout nutrition. We also answer a question at the end. We hope that you enjoy the show. It's brought to you by ProgressThroughChange.com, where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. You can get a free chest training guide. You can get a sample food list. We got tons of stuff for you over there. Go to ProgressThroughChange.com. I promise you won't be disappointed. Enjoy the show. So you're training again. You look like the rock. That's what everybody always tells me, by the way. What? Like cli- like my clients and people in the gym who like watch the podcast but haven't met you, they're like, that dude looks like The Rock. <laughs> you should see me with a bald head. <laughs> yeah. No, man, I get the bald head. Oh, come on. You got to keep your that, hair. That chair is filled. That's my, yeah, I was going to say. That's hey, my, don't be my stepping signature. on my toes, yeah, man. <laughs> that's my signature. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to switch out the co-host. You, you yeah. shave your head. <laughs> that's a signature, yeah. You know what? If I was smart, I would just get a co-host that's smaller than me. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. Ain't happening. That's why I just wear real tight shirts whenever you're here. What you should do is just start sneaking in like laxatives every time I come over uh, so that I can, you know, just slowly drop. No, I'm going to just start scooting my chair closer to the camera. I'll angle him. So so eventually I'm like two feet closer. That's a good idea. If I do it, if I do like two inches every week, you won't notice. (laughs) But no, okay. So you're lifting again. What's the split? What's the goal? What's the, how do you feel about it? I actually feel, I actually feel really, really good about good about it so uh i don't know if i told you but i decided that i was like you know done with powerlifting so i don't have like any ambitions at all with powerlifting i don't have like that's literally behind me so yeah right now i'm lifting um at first it was for the sake of you know being healthy and stuff but i'm having fun with it again yeah so my split is legs on mondays um bench on tuesdays and then I do upper back on either Wednesdays or Thursdays, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, and then for... Are you just kind of like throwing in like arms and shoulders and stuff like that? Or are you just kind of yeah, bringing it with things like that? Yeah, so on bench day, uh, that's when I'll do like, you know, my triceps, uh, shoulders, you know, things like, I guess, the front part of my upper body besides biceps. And then on back day, I'll do like, you know, all of the rear so side of my upper body. So you're basically doing push-pull legs? Yeah, 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 pretty much. And... I actually stopped doing bench press, mm-hmm. uh, and it was after our last podcast. Like I was <laughs> like, you know what, Alex is right. Like I, I don't really like bench press. I mm-hmm. like doing the machines. Everybody's so just, just gonna stop. think I just have it out for bench press. <laughs> like, yeah, but um, and then I also stopped squatting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also an overrated movement. Is also, the yeah, back squat. yeah, yeah. I've had so much pain just from barbell uh, back squatting, so I switched to. I think it was a hack squat i think it's called mm-hmm. um and that's been really good like that's awesome i was able to push myself yeah when like in squats probably because you know how strong i was if i'm doing like 405 you know i i don't like it because it's not any type of accomplishment for me mm-hmm. um and so what'll happen is i'll raise the weight yeah and then you know i'll end up only doing a couple reps with weight that i shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. you know yeah so with the hack squat i'm able to do like uh, you know, eight to 10 reps instead mm-hmm. of me getting excited and then doing only like four or two reps on squats. So it's almost, it's just like a, I mean, it's the same conversation that we've had about like you exploring mountain biking, right. Or, yeah. or even when you were dirt biking a little bit, like it's, it's just, you've just kind of restructured it. So you're kind of reinvigorated and you're like, now, now you have something else to push on or to challenge or to, to progress. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's cause even though it's, it's lifting weights, like 
I'm going to use the phrase bodybuilding because mm-hmm. sure, that's what you're doing now yeah. when, you, when you're lifting weights to change your physique, your bodybuilding. But mm-hmm. anyways, so like now that you're doing that and you're not so concerned with like just upping numbers, upping numbers, upping numbers, it, it gives you a whole new perspective and then you switch your exercise selection around and now it's like totally different. Like the times mm-hmm. that I'm most excited in the gym is when I give myself some freedom as far as exercise selection goes, because mm-hmm. like personally I like to have like a pretty solid, like meat and potatoes, like 80%. I'm kind of doing the same things over and yeah, over trying to progress definitely. them. But I fi- I have so much fun just like letting myself throw in different exercise variations. Yeah. And like, I don't make things up cause I'm, I'm picky about exercises, but yeah. like sometimes I'll, I almost look at it an art form would be a corny way to put it. But like, I, I like to like, you know, pull and poke things around and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm doing triceps here with this exercise or doing biceps here with this exercise. You know what I mean? So it's just a whole different, it's a whole, a whole different approach, but you get to be in the same environment and you get to have that physical challenge in a similar way. Yeah. And whenever you're doing that and you know, you're feeling more excited and, you know, having more fun, you're going to put in a lot more effort mm-hmm. into, you know, each set. Yeah. And that's what I started noticing is, man, I don't know if it's, you know, from that, I guess, like me getting more excited and um, me having fun with training again, but I've been putting in a lot of effort into yeah. my lifting and it feels so good, man. Yeah. Like, the, I, so I started doing that at, you know, like 5.30 a.m., sure. like I told you last week, and it starts my day off so freaking amazing, man. Yeah. Like, I'm just ready to kick ass for the rest of the yeah. day. And it's because I'm actually having fun with my training right. now. It's no longer, you know, a job or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I might sound a little hypocritical here just because I'm always talking about, like, you know, skill acquisition and repetition and mastering movements, but mm-hmm. there's... There is a truthfully underrated and and underappreciated factor of novelty. Yeah. You know, like there's a, when it's fun or when it's enjoyable or when it's, and that's not to say it's not when you're log booking and doing the same things every week, but like sometimes it's just that exercise out of left field that, you know, is not normal for you. Like I bet, like you said, hack squats, like I bet hack squats are fun for you because you're a very like glute ham and adductor back squatter. Yeah. So now that you're doing hack squats, which is just going to be basically quads only, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to say like exposes your weaknesses, but it's just not something that you've like directed specific effort towards. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you're able to like explore that new territory mm-hmm. and test your limits. Right. You know, I, I think, uh, when I first did it, I only had like two plates on it and yeah. it, I'm not going to lie, man. I was suffering with two yeah. plates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, man. Uh, it's humbling. Yeah, I kept on uh, upping the weight, and I ended up with uh, 585 on, like, yeah, it was hard. I think I only got, like, six reps mm-hmm. on it, but it felt good, man, yeah. because, you know, the novelty of it and me finding that, you know, new boundary. Yeah. So the the six reps was just for fun by the way you know all of the sets before it was like eight to ten reps sure so and then there's always going to be that inner meathead man you're always going to want to push it and try to go a little heavier you know what i mean but and And go on yeah on my accessory lifts i do like 15 to 20 reps so i keep those you know very uh suffering oriented Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. exactly pump oriented and i do five sets of that and my rest times have like decreased to about 60 seconds for for like your pump work yeah. Okay. So I'm you. loving it, man. I'm loving it. What I really want to do, um, our lease is up at the end of September, 
and we're going to be moving somewhere like around the Frisco area. Okay. I want to find a CrossFit gym. Okay. So you're yeah. really, you're really trying to get your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Like I just think, you know, if my mornings are starting off great with, you know, these weightlifting style exercises yeah. because of the amount that I, of effort that I'm putting into them, if I was to do CrossFit exercises, this is like blasphemy for everybody yeah. watching. They're like, what the hell? Unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like, um, it would it would be a huge addition to my day, you know. So that's just, awesome. Man. Just all of the work that I'd be able to put in, yeah. You know, first thing in the morning. Yeah. So. so to kind of segue a little bit into what I wanted to get in today, which is pre and post workout nutrition, have you changed the way you're eating at all around that training? Yeah, yeah. So when I was powerlifting, you know, I would it was kind of a anything and everything idea mm-hmm. with you know some boundaries, like basically just calories. Yeah. Yeah, um, focused around, I guess, carbs and fats Okay. Uh, pre-workout. And then post-workout, it was just carbs and protein. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like when I was a powerlifter, I would, you know, have a big thing of pancakes, syrup, uh, peanut butter on the pancakes and jelly. So like, you know, a good amount of fat, a good amount mm-hmm. of uh, carbs. And it was probably a total of like 125 carbs and like 30 grams of fat before my workout and i mm-hmm. loved i loved doing that and then during my workout i would have 50 to 100 grams of carbs depending on the day so if it feels like a very intense day then it mm-hmm. would be 100 grams yeah. if it was just a you know still intense but not as intense it would be 50 mm-hmm. and then post workout um i'd have another 100 grams with like 50 grams of protein so that could be um you know a protein shake with honey and you know more more waffles with syrup you know something like that but now because i'm not nearly you know expending or needing the amount of calories that you know i was taking back then my pre-workout is you know two fig newton bars Mm -hmm. with a little bit of peanut butter and some pre-workout so Uh, so kind of similar just scaled back exactly yeah scaled back and then for my intro workout i some i don't really do intro workout anymore mm-hmm. i definitely should but i guess i'm not training as intense to where I, you know i would see the difference and then post workout it's really just protein powder and a lot less carbs so yeah man just i guess yeah just scaled back that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome man for for me personally i um I work out like first thing in the morning fasted on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. So what, what I like to do just to ensure that I'm growing and I'm being as optimal as I can be through all that. Um, recently I've been doing a, um, a liquid IV, which is literally just the little powder packets that are every time you say that, I think, I say, like, yeah, you think I'm like, shooting yeah. up something. <laughs> like, no man. But, um, no, it's just like a little packet that has like, you know, whatever, some, some sugar, some, um, sodium, some electrolytes. electrolytes. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I can't, I mean, you don't even have to go with like the brand thing. I think somebody priced, I think it was Stan Efferding, like priced yeah. it out and you can make your own for like 30 cents a serving or something like oh, that. Yeah. But I just go with the packets cause I like convenience. convenient and they probably taste yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And to me there's, there's value there in convenience. Oh, yeah. But, um, anyways, so I'll usually mix that with, um, essential amino acids. I'll do 10 grams of that. I'll also do 10 grams of, uh, glutamine and I'll do five grams of creatine, which is basically just my riff off of Milo Sarchev's intro workout uh, mm-hmm. shake. And the reason that I do that is so there's 
already amino acids going through the bloodstream while I'm training. Cause again, I'm on an empty stomach. So I want to be sure that I'm properly having nutrition or excuse me, nutrients coming in. Yeah. Um, as, and as far as post-workout goes, I typically go zero fats and I just go chicken and rice reason. Oh, being, okay, okay. Yeah, reason being it's the easiest thing for me to digest and it's the mm-hmm. easiest way for me to get protein and carbs in post. So I actually try to keep my fats away from my, um, from my training just cause personally they take a lot longer for me to digest and my body doesn't yeah. handle them quite as well. Mm-hmm. I've had a gallbladder surgery and all that. So my body doesn't do great with fat. So I yeah. try to actually keep them away from the workout, but <clears throat> that's kind of my approach being someone who's trying to build as much tissue as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think that that, I think that those rules kind of stay true, whether you're trying to lose fat or build tissue or whatever, you know, maybe if you're trying to lose fat, you don't need the liquid IV cause it is a little bit of carbs. Mm. But, um, you know, in my opinion, your goals, regardless of if it is to build tissue, if it's to lose fat, if it's to build strength, whatever it is, you should be training centric. So yeah. you should be looking at that nutrition as fueling training. Mm. So to me, even if you're somebody who's dieting like crazy and you got a hundred grams of carbs a day, you got to use those carbs around your training, whether that's post or pre, whatever you prefer. I don't really know too much about pre or how much I buy into like pre-workout carbohydrates, but I definitely believe in post-workout going pretty heavy on your carbs, at least 50 grams in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when, so when it comes to intro workout, you know, you were saying that maybe people who are trying to lose fat, they shouldn't take it. Uh, personally, what I've found out is with intro workout, yeah, you know, you may be getting those extra carbs, but you're able to push a lot mm-hmm. more. Like you get a pretty significant uh, second wind yeah. if, you know, you're actually training hard enough to need, yeah. you know, those um, extra, you know, that extra fuel in the middle of your workout. And then... And that's a fair point because honestly, you know, I, I mentioned the liquid IV and the carbs in that I, I literally think are like five or 10 grams or something. Oh, like that. yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty minuscule. But um, go on, sir. No, you're good. And then, um, dude, when it comes to my pre-workout, I will say pre and intra, if I'm having a good amount of carbs, there is a significant improvement in my performance if I'm lifting heavy mm-hmm. but if i'm not then yeah for the pre-workout i haven't really found i guess a huge benefit for it yeah. because you know if you're not lifting heavy you're almost always able to push through yeah you know whatever you're uh doing so i i agree i agree with you on that just you know maybe if you're lifting heavy you'll definitely need to utilize uh, yeah those and pre-workout I, carbs I think there's some some standard kind of like I'll use air quotes like rules across the board, mm-hmm. but I definitely think like it's a pretty case specific thing. Like yeah, yeah, I, I'm not necessarily like against eating pre workout, but like I'm I start my training like 45 minutes after I wake up. Yeah. So for me, it's just like I just I like to get up and get to it. But you know, once in a blue moon, maybe I will have a free two hours in my day. Maybe I have a couple client cancellations or something like that. And so I'll decide to train then. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you know, I have whatever, two, three meals in me. And I personally notice zero difference in the way that I feel. Gotcha. gotcha so, gotcha. and that's, you, you know, if I were to have like some bad meals that day, if anything, it would actually slow me down. Yeah. Um, but so I think that's just more of a personal thing. You know, I have some clients who like prefer to work on an empty, out on an empty stomach, even though mm-hmm. it's like 11 a.m., and I'm not going to, I'm just not going to grill them on that because yeah. it might not be like 100% optimal, but I don't, to me, there's so much value in the way you feel 
going into it and, and oh, what yeah. works best for you personally. So like, you know, I got a, um, I got a kid that I train at 1030 AM, um, on Tuesday, Wednesday. And, um, he, his stomach man, like does not handle food well first thing in the morning. Mm. So usually what he'll do is he'll either go empty stomach or if he wakes up early enough, he'll go like a banana and that's it. You know, and I, I really don't think there's any problem with that. Again, mm. it might not be like optimal to be Mr. Olympia or something like that. But to me, the, the golden rule of all of this is always going to be adherence. So it's like what works feels best and, and is, is for you specifically, you know? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if it's, um, just what you usually do, because I mean, I said what I said before about it being, you know, optimal for heavyweights, but, and then I think of this dude named Skylar Brandt, uh, he used to work out first thing in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On an empty stomach and shit, he was strong as an ox. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's just, a just what you usually do because i'm sure that if you've been doing you know one way for a long time then you're going to adapt to it and you're definitely going to feel better yeah than if you were to you know switch it up to what's optimal you know whatever that might not be best for you exactly yeah Yeah. then you can go into a workout maybe feeling like sluggish right or you know however you usually feel after eating a meal yeah okay yeah and that and that might not even be like um you know it might be just like you said, what you're used to or your genetics or your routine or, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I, um, I've, I've always preferred lifting like first thing in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, my, one, my first job in a gym was, uh, opening up our, the small gym that we used to work at, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. And so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I was there at 5am and I would work out from five to six. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel best first thing in the morning. And when I'm just kind of rolling out of bed and getting to it, I don't want to stop for food. And I've also found that unless I'm like very specific with my food, it's going it's, to, it, it might even slow me down. Like I said, yeah. like if I'm going whatever too heavy on the fats or if I, you know, mess around and go eat out or do something like that before a workout, like that's going to slow me down if anything. Do you uh, take pre-workout? Uh, black coffee, baby. Oh, that's snap. all we got. Yeah. I, I used to be the, the pre-workout guy, man. I, when I was 16, I was pounding like two scoops of C4 and I'd feel, yeah, exactly. Man, I feel that beta alanine. Like I got, like I got yeah, uh, yeah. bugs under my skin. My face is itching and I'm like tweaking a little bit, but <laughs> nah, man, like, and I, I've even tried like, uh, some of the non-stem ones, um, that are just, you know, whatever for blood flow, for focus. And you know, I don't know, man, like maybe they make a difference. Maybe they're placebo. I don't know. But for me personally, like I, I feel great on a cup of black coffee, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and you had mentioned to me earlier before we started this, that you were doing just a little bit of pre-workout. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I should stop, man. I don't know if it's that or the coffee, but yeah, ever since that I've been doing that, I've been, you know, slowly getting tired throughout the day. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, you know, I went that whole, or I went probably like more than half a year, uh, not drinking coffee, not having any pre-workout, not like no stimulants or something to, you know, keep me up throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And at first it was miserable. You know, I was tired quite a bit. Uh, but after a while, you know, I had a steady stream of energy, um, from morning to night, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wouldn't feel tired until it was time to go to bed. And now, uh, yeah, I started taking, and it's barely like any pre-workout, man. Mm-hmm. I take maybe a quarter of a scoop of pre-workout, and I just started mixing pre-workouts, uh, Mr. Hyde and um, 
Red Cons. Did a war something? Total war. Yeah, Total War. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. Before I, once I got off of C four, I used Total War for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Yeah. Yeah, the Total War. I, uh, I feel like a lot more stimulated um, with that. So maybe I'll take like a fifth of sc- a scoop mm-hmm. of that, and then yeah, a quarter scoop of the Mister Hyde, and that that works pretty good mm-hmm. um you know i'm not feeling like jittery or on edge after my workout so is mr hyde the one that they had to like change the formula because it got like banned in america or something like I that i missed the old Am mr I- hyde <laughs> so the 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 old mr hyde and it was it's funny you say that because uh, yeah i used to love the uh the old mr hyde and then over the years i noticed that i wouldn't get you know the same a feeling that I had mm-hmm. with the old one and finally I looked at the ingredients and sure enough uh the new one doesn't have octopamine and phenylalanine uh HCL I think it was yeah it was those two ingredients uh, which I don't are know anything about those they're um they're adrenaline um inducers this so, kind of sounds like fentanyl <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're methan they're methamphetamine uh uh I believe it's what methamphetamine breaks down into or something like that, but That's it's also crazy. found in, it, you know, it's found in meth. It's found in Adderall. Um, it's found in the, you know, the DMAA, wow. which was in like the original Jack 3D. Yeah. So yeah, that Mr. Hyde was absolutely bomb. Uh, they don't have that anymore. Not that, recommended. Here, yeah. With that, like, yeah. With that being said, your own risk. yeah. With that being said, do not uh, go out and find, you know, pre-workouts with yeah. DMAA or whatever and think that you should try it out. Yeah. I remember the last time that I had, it was only a scoop of, I don't remember the workout or the, um, pre-workout name, but it was only one scoop of it. Dude, I thought I was going to die. That's like crazy. you. And you're a big guy too. Yeah. At the time I was. I think uh, 240, I was like 247, and I was peaking for a powerlifting meet, wow. like really strong. I was deadlifting like eight then. I was squatting eight uh, something and then benching uh, over 475. So I was used, and like a lot of pre-workout. Mm-hmm. So I was used to like the stimulants and all of that stuff. Man, I when I say that I thought I was going to have a heart attack, it's crazy. like I'm dead serious. and. Yeah. The amazing part was, you know, people, you talk about, or you hear people talk about like flipping a switch. Yeah. Oh, man. You could turn it on. Instantly. Like I was seeing, people say you see red. I saw white. (laughs) Yeah. Like everything just went white, You were seeing the pearly gates, bro. (laughs) Maybe that's what it was. You were seeing God. Yeah, man. And like your heart rate would, you know, be pretty high. But as soon as you flip that switch... It would jump up, in my case, it would jump up to like seriously 180, bro. And it would not come down until like five minutes after your set. And, oh, it's scary. It's awesome, but it's scary. It's also also just exhausting. Very exhausting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've, I've, I mean, I've dabbled with the same type of BS and never anything that extreme. But back in the day, my, um, my poor relationship with caffeine when I was working at Starbucks, I think I was like a junior in high school. So mm-hmm. this is around the time I'm prepping for my first show. My routine was, um, like a cup of black coffee in the morning and then a pre-workout. So we're talking about like 300 megs of caffeine <laughs> before like 5:30 AM or before 5 AM. The and f- then I would, yeah, I would have a monster energy at school and then I would go to Starbucks and I'd have a quad espresso to start my shift. And then I'd have a green tea halfway through my shift. 
So there was, I mean, there was That's a time mind boggling. Yeah, dude, me, there man. was a time in my life where I was doing like a gram of caffeine a day. And to be honest, I'm not sure if body weight makes that big of a difference, but you know, I was like a buck 60, a buck 55. What the heck? Like, so yeah, man, I mean, I was, I was tweaking, but, um, yeah, so I don't know if that's the reason I try to stay away from it just because I was so deep into it. And I don't know, like it, it freaks me out a little bit when we like mess with like, I don't know, your heart and things like that. Um, yeah, that freaks me, me out. Yeah, to me, you're just, you're, you're playing with fire. But you know, in the moment, like you think you're bulletproof and you're not thinking of, of things like that, you know? Yeah, so you, you said that uh, it makes you, you know, exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've had, you've had that from... Uh, Oh, from pre-workouts. from pre-workouts. Yeah, from, from like, and, and I've used the, I, I've used pre-workouts to, like you said, like turn it on. And it's, I can almost compare it to, I don't know, maybe 20 podcasts ago or something like that. We kind of talked about like training from an angry place or from like a fun, oh, yeah, enjoyable yeah, yeah. place. I, I, it was kind of similar. Like I would, I'd put my music in like as loud as I could. I'd pick a very specific song. I would like, if I was deadlifting, like I would like shake the bar a couple times before I'd pull it. Like yeah. I, you know, I might like do some Get grunts it, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I mean, th- to be honest, like that might be a good thing for some people who are maybe a little bit more on the passive side, but you know, I'm, I'm already a pretty like anxious and wired person as it is. Mm-hmm. And I have been my whole life. So for mm-hmm. me, it was like, you know, I would get maybe like two good sets of deadlifts and then I was out for the rest of the workout. Yeah. And I remember like I used to, um, do like a power building approach where I would start my training with like a power lifting style, like yeah. three by three on a compound or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I would like, man, I would gas myself within like the first exercise and then everything else would suck. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, if, if powerlifting was just my goal at that point, maybe it made sense, but it was just kind of like I was, it was almost like I was using up all my gas within the first like 15 minutes of a training session and the rest of it, I was just dragging myself. Yeah. You know? And so, that's a, that's a horrible feeling, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why the black coffee is a little bit better for me is because Man, with a cup of black coffee, I mean, I don't, don't quote me on this, but you're doing anywhere from like 70 to 150 megs of caffeine. Which is more than enough I, I for think most so. people's And that's like, it's yeah. like half of a pre-workout scoop. But for yeah. me, like if I'm, because usually I'll like drink half before a workout and then I'll be sipping on the other half, the first like half of the workout. Mm-hmm. And I found that it's just a more stable, like not as many highs, not as many lows, like a, a straight ride through. And what I've also found is like, not to sound too corny, but, um, it's made me a lot, uh, I'm going to say a lot more mentally tough, just being able to turn it on on my own without needing that. Like, I think that's so true, man. Seriously. Yesterday, man, I was training back and, um, you know, it was a Friday. I worked from home on Fridays and we were supposed to podcast, but I canceled on you. And, Mm. you know, man, I was just kind of like moving slow. I, um, it was, I was supposed to start lifting at like eight. I didn't start lifting until like eight 45 and I was just kind of moving at my own pace and I was kind of playing on my phone like before sets. Like I just kind of wasn't there, you know, but once I kind of put the phone down and I just kind of started sipping my coffee and I just took a second, like I was able to turn it on on my own Mm. and, uh, my back is wrecked in the best way possible. You know, it was a, it was a great session and I found that like whenever you're not so reliant on those things and you're able to turn it on, on your own, you're able to get there on your own. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot more empowering and less exhausting and i almost look at it like a skill like it's something that you need to practice and do over and over again and you know there's there's always going to be training sessions where like maybe your energy's not there you feel weak or just a bad day or something hurts you know th- those things always happen but you know in those case scenarios where you just don't feel like it there's always a way to turn it on man whether that's like using a little bit of music sipping on some black coffee or mm-hmm. something or just 
just focusing and dialing it, dialing it in for yourself, you know? Yeah. If, if you know those, you know, the things that'll get you, you mm-hmm. know, to refocus or to redial in, mm-hmm. that is definitely, um, like a skill. Yeah. And when it comes to like you being able to dial in or focus all on your own, mm-hmm. like, you know, without coffee or without all of these, uh, external things, yeah. dude, I feel like that's a ability. Yeah. Like, I think so. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not all the way there yet. Cause there's still like, you know, the music I listen to isn't as angry or as heavy, but it's still like, you know, a rap song with a good beat or something yeah. like that. Or like, you know, it's not pre-workout, but it's black coffee or, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not. So you're like backing off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just trying to maybe like, not all the way, but yeah. You know, I'm, I, and I'm not necessarily like opposed to, to using tools to get Definitely yourself not, in yeah. there, but it's like, it helps, you know, if I'm, you know, let's say like I'm on vacation and it's the middle of the day and I got an hour to blow. Well, I want to go work out and I want to be able to, to work out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel like, well, I don't, you know, I don't have my headphones and I don't have, uh, you know, my pre-workout or I don't have my lifting straps or my belt or, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I've kind of always felt that way though. Like I was, I was real hesitant to like a lifting belt for a long time. And then I haven't used one in like five, six years now. Cause I'm just, I don't know. There's, there's something about, and maybe it's a pride point for me, but there's something about like being able to do it on your own. Yeah. I mean, while I was powerlifting, there would have been no fucking way that I would have lifted without a belt or, you know, done back day without straps things like that and now i am and it it definitely feels uh way better because Mm -hmm. i'm no longer like locked into working out yeah until you're not a slave yeah to having to do it a certain way yeah now it's yeah i'm just doing what i want to do yeah you know and again makes it more enjoyable so that i can you know work harder and at the end of the day move closer to where i want to you know be with this stuff so i like it man i really do for sure, for sure. Well, I wanted to go a little bit more into pre and post workout nutrition, so let me <laughs> let me try oh, yeah. to circle back and at least put some numbers to okay. that. Um, so, as far as like pre workout nutrition goes, you, you you heard what I do specifically, which is um, if I'm on an empty stomach, I'm going to go with a liquid IV. I'm going to go with 10 grams of essential amino acids, 10 grams of glutamine, and five grams of creatine. Um, if you're really that interested, I just literally buy each individual supplement on Amazon, super cheap, and then mix them up. Bulk um, and then, yeah, it, that's exactly what I use, yeah. man, off of Amazon. Yeah, they're super cheap. It's the best way to go. Um, and then post, I always go with the cleanest, leanest protein I can get, which for me is literally chicken breast. And that's mm-hmm. just because there's no fats, there's no BS, and I just digest it easily. And I nice. go with the white rice. Um, these days, I'm doing like two cups of white rice post-workout, but mm-hmm. that's only if you're trying to grow. If you're someone who's trying to, you know, lose fat or grow a little bit, but you're not eating everything under the sun, maybe you go with, you know, 25 to 50 grams of carbs post-workout. And that could even be, you know, a shake or that could be uh, a banana or something like that. And again, I also think that your protein, you want to get at least probably closer to 30, 30 to 50 grams of protein post-workout. Um, if we're trying to, if we're talking about being optimal, um, so there's some some numbers to that. You got anything else on that, or you want to move to some questions? Uh, no, let's go ahead okay. and move to cool. some questions. Let me grab my phone. Cool. My arms can't seem to grow. Any advice? Oh, question no. mark exclamation mark. Your arms can't grow. We can't be having pea shooters out here, bro. We need twenty two inch cannons. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So frequency. Yeah, frequency. But, but. Big butt. Big old butt. <laughs> um. In my opinion. You always, 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 always start with the how and the quality of each individual rep. And maybe even before that, you start with your exercise selection. So um, there's certain exercises. 
trying to think of maybe some that come to mind. So there's certain exercises that people try to force themselves into. You know, we've talked about like barbell back squat or barbell bench press before, but for arms, some of those common ones are like a, a straight bar curl maybe or a like curl. a, mm-hmm, or like a, like a, um, a close grip bench press. Like those are some of the ones that people try to force themselves into. And in my opinion, don't necessarily work for everybody. So first of all, take a look at your exercise selection. When we're going with um, arms and the hinge joint that is the elbow, we typically want to be going with either dumbbells or cables due to the freedom at the joints. If you're going with a straight bar, you're probably not going to fit it unless you have a very specific structure. So starting with exercise selection, you're going to want to have an exercise that you can load in the mid to lengthened range, which is a fancy way of saying where your muscle is the strongest. So if we're going to talk about curls, I'm going to go ahead and just pick the simplest, easiest one, which will be an incline dumbbell curl. So you want to set your bench up at a nice high incline, maybe like a 75 degree incline, lean all the way back, pin your shoulder blades down and back, pinch your elbows in, curl it up. Um, It's surely somewhere on the progress through change Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to talk about triceps, we're probably going to be looking at like a dumbbell skull crusher or a rope overhead extension, something with your elbow lifted off your body. Um, people like people tend to default to rope pushdowns. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's training the tricep in the shortened position. And you're totally missing, um, your long head and some of the other beef that comes around your tricep. Uh, another quick thing that comes to mind with arms is you probably want to focus a little bit more on triceps than biceps because they take up more surface area of your arms. That's why Chris's arms are so big. Cause he's got a big bench. Um, like Chris said, frequency as well, your biceps and triceps are smaller muscle groups. So theoretically they can recover quicker. In my opinion, you can go anywhere from like three to four times a week, depending on how you're managing your volume. Um, I personally, uh, do two sets of biceps and two sets of triceps at the end of each push pull session. And I have a dedicated arm day. So, but that's like a full six day bodybuilding split. So depending on how you break that down, I'm basically going push, pull legs, push, pull arms, Um, so that's what three times a week for biceps and triceps on me personally. Um, your ability to develop any muscle on your upper body is going to be dictated by your ability to stabilize your scapula. So get really good at keeping your shoulder blades locked down and back, no matter where you are. Um, that's with arm training. If we're talking about back or chest, maybe there's a different position for that scapula, but you need to be able to pull your shoulder blades into one position and keep them there throughout your entire set to ensure that we're not shrugging or rolling through those motions. You know, you don't, if you're doing skull crushers, triceps only, not shoulders, not serratus anterior. If we're doing, you know, incline dumbbell curls, biceps only, not front delt, not, uh, pecs, none of that. You should feel the specific targeted muscle. Um, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stop there. Cause I could just bullet, I could just fire <laughs> these all day, but we'll go with that. What do you got? Um, so I'm not going to be as scientific. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. And one of the biggest things that you taught me, um, besides this, you know, keeping the scapula in place while doing these upper body or, you know, improving your um, arm workouts is to keep your elbows in one position too. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, on tricep pull downs, one thing that I would do is, you know, maybe like I would go like this. So if you see yeah, my you elbows lift are the elbow and then pull the elbow down. Exactly. As you extend, yeah. So that's, that's a whole lot a of other things, well. yeah. including lats, my triceps. Rear delts. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, I remember as soon as I made that change, oh my goodness, like it was, I felt it all in my triceps. Yeah. And so one thing that I would do on, um, 
you know, triceps or biceps, um, or really, really anything, including like shoulder raises is I would make sure that I know where I want my elbows to be locked in Mm -hmm. and then perform the exercise after I've decided where I want my elbows to be locked in. Mm -hmm. So like on tricep pull downs or push downs or whatever, um, or, you know, the overhead tricep extensions, um, I would give my self room to where my elbows can be in a comfortable position for the whole set and keep it there. Make sure to prioritize keeping that there over like the weight that I'm using or something like that. And same with bicep curls. You know, if I'm doing bicep curls, maybe I'll have to like lean forward a little bit to get my elbows out there Mm -hmm. so that I can fully extend my arms. Yeah. When, you know, before if I was right here, Maybe on the way down, I'd have to like pull down right. and then on the way stretch. up, I'd have to. Yeah, exactly. So that that was a huge um, impact on my uh, arm workouts. Yeah. And exactly how you said, like your elbow should be pinched in the same spot the entire time, mm-hmm. unless you're doing some kind of pressing movement for triceps or pull up movement for biceps, yeah, yeah. you know, specifically. Um, another big thing too, I think is arms tend to be something that can get slapped on at the end for some people, you know, like if you're on a push pull leg split, you're probably going like chest, then try then shoulders, then triceps at the end. You could always, you know, there, there's no rules to that. You could put your triceps earlier. You could put your biceps earlier. Like Mm -hmm. in my opinion, whatever your priority is should be the start of each workout. So both of my push workouts right now start with shoulders, not chest. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a a big point to be had as well. Like that's a common um, thing with calves as well. Like guys will talk about not being able to grow their calves. And it's because they do fucking two body weight sets at the end of like 20 sets of legs when they're gassed. You know what I mean? Like, so if it's a, if it's a focus, make it a focus. If it's a priority, Mm -hmm. make it a priority, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but, um, yeah, man. Let's, uh, let's wrap this one there. Cool beans. Cool. Thank you all for listening. We out. We out. Bye-bye.